Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel. Honestly, you don't want to be taking generic legal advice from a YouTube channel or podcast in any event. On with the show. Shenmue 3, Refunds, and the Power of Market Pressure. Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing partner of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. Only today, we're broadcasting live from someplace well outside of Northville, Michigan, parts unknown, on location, if you will, to bring you a brief update on a story that we did last month. And fortunately, a positive update. We don't do those all the time in virtual legality. Unfortunately, the news is very often negative. But today we have uh, essentially a evolution of a story that we did that wound up having at least somewhat of a happy ending. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about it. So here's the story, and, and it caught my eye earlier uh, today. And it says, Shenmue 3 backers won't get Steam keys at launch, but refunds will be available. The Epic Game Store exclusivity means no Steam keys for a year. And this is a story from PC Gamer that I will link in the description, as I do. Shenmue 3 developer Eastnet has posted an update on its Kickstarter, addressing backers of the PC version, which recently became an Epic Game Store exclusive, despite plans to launch on Steam. Eastnet, along with publisher Deep Silver and Epic Games, said they'd assess the situation after the news was less than well-received. The result is unlikely to unruffle those feathers. Backers were originally anticipating Steam keys, and some have asked that they still get them as their backer reward when Shenmue 3 launches. That won't be happening, unfortunately. If you want a Steam key, you'll have to wait for a year. And so that's really the premise that they take their article from uh, about the fact that you won't be able to get these Steam keys that you think that you got when you entered into the Kickstarter arrangement. As we talked about in the earlier episode in Virtual Legality, because Steam was so omnipresent and because a lot of uh, information that was sent to early backers in their Kickstarter fulfillment rewards pages, in their Slacker backer emails, if they didn't back Shenmue 3 solely on Kickstarter, contained the word Steam, a lot of people started assuming that Steam was a promise, that that was exactly what they were getting. And while that might be understandable, we also dove into that episode in Virtual Legality on the fact that the rules under Kickstarter, the terms and conditions that you back something on Kickstarter with, aren't that conclusive. As a matter of fact, most of the terms and conditions in Kickstarter basically result in the creator having to only do its best to meet what it tells you it's going to do. And in the case of Shenmue 3, we looked at the Shenmue 3 Kickstarter page and noted that they don't actually use the word Steam when they were originally collecting funds for their Kickstarter. They said a Windows PC version it became Steam over the course of uh, the time after Shenmue 3 was funded, but because the Epic Game Store didn't exist at that point in time. So Epic Game Store comes in and says, hey, we're going to offer you some exclusive money. Come over to the Epic Game Store. Eastnet and Deep Silver, who's publishing it for Eastnet, says, sure, let's do that. And now all of this has developed from there. And I said in this video in Virtual Legality, if you follow this channel, you know this, that it was going to be a very difficult road to get a legal refund from Eastnet or from Deep Silver because of those Kickstarter terms. Because for the most part, you're talking about a very small amount of money on an individualized basis, and you're talking about a distinction that 
from a purely non-technological court perspective, looks like nothing, right? I certainly understand some of the deep vested interests in Steam and not having multiple applications, and I understand where people are coming from there, but a court of law is mostly going to look at it and say, well, you have to click the Epic button instead of the Steam button. Uh, this doesn't look like a high level of damages to us, even if you might have preferred the Steam version. Also, they never promised Steam. Also, Kickstarter only requires them to do their best with the money that they've been given. So you had a long road to getting a refund. But I also said this, uh, and this is at about minute 21 here. I'm just going to read from the transcript of the Shenmue 3 video that I did last month. But it says, now that's a legal claim. That's what's difficult to make. Uh, but you could make a political claim. You could essentially make a market-based claim. You can yell to the high heavens. You can tell Kotaku and The Verge. You can tell all your friends on Reset Era and Reddit and Tumblr, wherever else you find yourself on the internet, to make a stink, to make it so unpalatable for Eastnet and Deep Silver to keep your money that they give it to you because they have to make the press go away. And that's one of the things I want to impress upon everybody here. We're talking about the fact that Shenmue 3 backers that don't like that they're going to have to go to the Epic Game Store are going to get refunds. There's a couple wrinkles here that I'm going to talk about in this video, but the fact of the matter is they are going to get some amount of satisfaction. It's not what they wanted, and that's what PC Gamer kind of takes as their tone, their angle for their story. They're not going to get a Steam key, which is what they think they have purchased, but they could get their money back if this was so above above the pale, so beyond anything that they wanted to buy that they can't really stand Epic Games and they don't want to be involved with this anymore, they are going to get money back. And that's something that's well outside the bounds of the contract that they entered into and I think is a great compromise type solution for folks that just don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I understand that the fact that the Steam product doesn't exist for a year uh, is irksome, bothers a lot of folks, and that's what PC Gamer d decided to take as their tone. But I think... At the end of the day, a refund is basically all you can really ask for. If you are bothered by a Kickstarter, if you get burned by one of these creators, if you get all of your money back, personally, I consider that something of a win because Kickstarters are almost random chance at this point. We talked about why I personally don't back things on Kickstarter anymore because of their terms and conditions, because they say that a Kickstarter creator basically can do anything they want with the money as long as they tell you what they're doing with it and try, whatever that means, to come to some kind of satisfactory conclusion for you. And so the fact that refunds are now on offer is an interesting wrinkle here. So we go to the actual primary source material for PC Gamer Story, which is the Shenmue 3 Kickstarter update page, and we see exactly what they had to say about the circumstance. They say, update on PC version rewards. Hello, everyone. Regarding the recently announced Epic Game Store exclusive, all of us here at Eastnet, Deep Silver, and Epic are taking the matter with utmost concern and would like to clarify the circumstances leading to the decision and offer backers options for moving forward. As noted in the updates and survey at launch, we had originally planned for PC distribution through Steam. Taking publishing and sales considerations into account, Eastnet and Deep Silver agreed to our partnership with Epic Game Store on PC version distribution. As a publishing partner, Deep Silver has greatly contributed not only to sales and marketing, but to scaling up the game, so there is more Shenmue 3 to begin with. So here's, we're going to take a step back for a moment. This is one area where they are trying to defend their publishing partner, Deep Silver, here, to say, okay, it's easy enough to say, all right, Eastnet is great, we love Shenmue, but those Deep Silver guys came in with their big pockets and they said, oh, you have to go exclusive to Epic Game Store, and that's why we're all in this mess, and we can all hate Deep Silver together. 
one of the positions that you're in if you're in a partnership like this if you're a developer to a publisher and you essentially agreed to the exclusivity at least as it's described here is defending these decisions and so they want to say all right maybe deep silver did have a say in this decision maybe they even led it but you should know the Kickstarter money was only going to get you so much Shenmue 3 and Deep Silver coming in and taking the publishing tasks out of our hands and doing all this work for us has made Shenmue 3 a bigger game than you otherwise would have received. That's a good message to put in a kind of apologetic communication like this one. Whether or not you believe it or not, it's the right tone to set for something along these lines. Also, continuing with their statement... Epic Games has been with us from the start of the project when we adopted Unreal Engine 4 for development and have given us their support throughout the development process. The Unreal Engine 4, in and really every Unreal Engine, and presumably Unreal Engine 5 whenever it comes out, that's one of the real Trojan horses in this whole Epic Game Store mess, and I don't think it gets discussed enough. I think it's really interesting. One of the main commercial things that the Epic Game Store does. I think everybody knows at this point that they dropped the cut that the store takes from 30% down to 12%. But the Epic Game Store also waives your Unreal Engine 4 licensing fee. So every time you make a game with Unreal Engine or another person's engine, really, you owe a bit of money when you sell that game because you use the engine to create it. The Epic Game Store says, you don't owe us that money if you sell it on our store for those sales that are made through our store. That can be a huge chunk of change. And, and even more so, even if you decide you're not going to go exclusively to the Epic Game Store, it also serves as a kind of leading edge sales point for if you're out there deciding what engine to use to start up with. Hey, maybe we want to sell on the Epic Game Store. Maybe the Epic Game Store will be a big deal in three years when our game is finished. Maybe we should pick Unreal Engine right now because if we decide to go that route, we can make that 5% back in the future. And so they're using the Epic Game Store in a number of interesting ways. And I really do think it's fascinating and not discussed enough from a kind of business and marketing standpoint for what Epic is doing here. They're using really every weapon at their disposal. And it makes sense for Eastnet to point out here that they started their project with Unreal. And so Epic was already talking to them. When you license a game engine, you get as part of that license certain rights to their people, certain rights to talk to the folks and say, hey, we can't solve this problem. We want our game to do this. Can you help us out with that? To get that kind of feedback and that technical assistance. So you're already on the phone with Epic if you're Eastnet. And then Epic says, hey, how about this sack of money to become an exclusive at the Epic Game Store? And at that point, it makes sense because you know the guy that's offering it to you. You know the team. You know the company that you've been working with. And so Epic Game Store and the Unreal Engine combination continues to be a fascinating story, which is a bit of a digression from what's happening here, but I continue to be interested in it, and I don't really think that Unreal Engine piece has been discussed enough by the folks that cover the gaming industry. Continuing with Eastnet's statement, in response to backers who have requested Steam keys for their rewards, we discussed offering the keys on the day of release. However, coordination with the sales policies of the involved companies was untenable. And as a result, we are not able to make a day one distribution option for Steam keys available. That's interesting. That's a lot of vagaries there, right? The policies of the involved companies was untenable. It sounds like you really don't want to blame anybody, which is probably the right call. I suspect Steam says, hey, you're not selling on our store. We don't want to just give you keys to essentially allow you to better be able to make an Epic Game Store exclusive. To some extent, Valve and Steam want that to be a painful choice for you. If you're a company that wants to go be an Epic Game Store exclusive, they want that to be a pain point for you, and so they're not going to make it easier. 
On the other hand, Epic also might be saying, hey, an exclusive is an exclusive and we don't really want to have that go down. But they probably were on the other end of this. They probably want it to be easier. They want to have more folks decide to be an Epic Game Store exclusive and to be easier, especially if they're crowdfunded, if they were funded on GoFundMe or Kickstarter or Indiegogo or anything like that. So Epic is probably coming at it from the other angle, but EastNet has learned a little bit about how the communication structure works now and doesn't want to step on any toes, doesn't want to step on Valve's toes, doesn't want to step on Epic's toes. So instead, it's purely passive voice. The involved companies made it untenable, so we can't get you Steam keys on day one. You will be able to get Steam keys later, as we shall see. Continuing with their statement, that we are not able to offer Steam keys for Kickstarter rewards at the time of the game's release is a great disappointment and inconvenience for those backers who were expecting to receive them. We deeply apologize for the unrest caused by the announcement. Unrest is a heck of a word there. I, you tend to think of uh, mobs and, and infighting, uh, which maybe isn't that inaccurate for things on Twitter and social media. Uh, the team would like to offer the following. You can get a PC physical, a disc, plus an Epic Store key, just digital, an Epic Store key, a physical, just a disc, or a PlayStation 4 voucher code. If selecting either the PC physical or PC digital, an option to also receive a Steam key one year later will be available. Backers must manually select this option in the survey to receive the Steam key. Now, it's a little bit unclear from this language, but it says an option to also receive a Steam key. That would seem to indicate to me that you get the Epic Game Store key on day one, and you can check a box to say, hey, by the way, when this is available, you owe me an extra Steam key, and that'll be in a year. Uh, and I think that's what's happening here because the other end of this, if you read it the other way, if you're being not so generous to Eastnet, is to look at this and say, I can check X, uh, I can check the Steam key box and I don't get that key at all for a year. And so I don't, don't get to play Shenmue 3 until uh, 2020 or what have you. I don't think that's the case. It would surprise me if it were. Certainly, we would expect to see a lot more pushback if that was what's actually happening. But those are the solutions that they came up with. And you ask yourself, all right. As PC Gamer points out, there are people that backed it years and years ago. They wanted a Steam version. They thought they were getting a Steam version. Now they're not getting a Steam version, at least without a year lead time. What do they do? They've sought refunds. You've seen refunds discussed on Reddit and on social media and elsewhere, and they haven't been offered as of yet. And so we get to this section here. It says concerning refunds. This is from Eastnet. They say, along with Deep Silver and Epic Games, we have agreed that should the above proposal not be acceptable to backers, refund requests will be honored. It's a little bit broad, but they basically say, hey, if you don't want any of those, you can get a refund if you'd like it. Details concerning the refund request process will be announced in a following update. We ask for your patience until that time. So now they've said, okay, look, we took way too much heat. We took way too much bad press about not giving refunds, not allowing this on Steam. This has been a continuing point of controversy in the games industry throughout 2019, we will honor refunds. One of the difficulties there is presumably they have spent most of the money that they have earned kickstarting the Shenmue 3 process, making Shenmue 3. And one of the continuing questions when you've got a crowdfunded video game or board game or really any commercial product is how much of your install base did you eat up early? How many of those people that funded your project are really the only customer base that you wind up having? So if you spent all the money doing that, if you're now producing a product that the, some of the backers don't like, do you have the liquidity? Do you have the cash to actually pay them back? First, to get to the finish line, if you were going to give them refunds right now. And if not, if you're going to essentially hold people until you can sell the product and then give them refunds, is your product going to be successful enough to pay the people that actually made the game and to pay these people that now want refunds? That's always an open question. 
And in this particular case, this was actually the reason that I wanted to do this video. In this particular case, Epic is the ones that had the answer. So here we've got a tweet from Tim Sweeney, who's the CEO of Epic Games, and he's one of the founders of Epic Games, and he's been out there throughout 2019, throughout 2018, making little digs at Steam, telling people how the Epic Game Store is going to change the market, especially making digs about the 30% split for developers, and he comes out with a tweet, and it says the following, Epic is funding the cost of all Kickstarter refunds resulting from, from Shenmue 3's move to the Epic Game Store so that refunds won't reduce EastNet's development funding, which is an absolutely fantastic stance to take if you're somebody that's backed Shenmue 3, if you're somebody that's interested in Shenmue 3 after it releases, this is an absolutely wonderful solution if you're not Epic, who's got this sack of money from Fortnite and from Unreal Engine sales and now from Epic Game Store sales, and they're throwing it around uh, everywhere. But... It's a very interesting tack to take because Epic's sitting here and looking at it from my perspective and saying, okay, we're also taking this negative press. When we decided to start the Epic Game Store at the end of last year, we had a couple of choices of how to do that with the money that we earned from Fortnite, with the money that we've got from the Unreal Engine, and we started doing these exclusives. And they're learning as well as Eastnet was learning, as well as Deep Silver and everybody else that's been now dealing with this kind of bifurcated PC gaming landscape. They're learning exactly where the pain points are, exactly where people get really upset about this exclusivity. And I've talked in videos in Virtual Legality, you can check them out, about how Epic is using their money and probably I wouldn't have leaned so heavily into the exclusive strategy, but they have. Now they've kind of come up with essentially a kind of indemnification, a kind of protection money that they can associate with exclusivity. So they've now said they're going to use this money to pay for refunds for folks in a crowdfunding setting that were upset that the game that they thought they were getting on Steam is now exclusive to Epic. They go on to say, as part of this thread, when future games go Epic exclusive, after offering crowdfunding rewards on other PC stores, we'll either coordinate with colleagues at the other stores, they'll talk to Valve, to ensure key availability in advance, or guarantee refunds at the announcement time. This will no longer be a problem. There will no longer be virtual legality episodes. There will no longer be PC Gamer articles at the time that the exclusivity is announced saying, wow, how can people get refunds if they only wanted it on Steam? That will be covered by Epic. Epic will essentially put a buffer bit of money into their exclusivity arrangements that says, hey, if this is the scenario, we will pay for it. That's really interesting. And I think that's a fantastic use of funds from Epic. I think it tends to cut off a lot of the argument around this stuff, even though you still have things like that PC Gamer article that says, hey, people still can't get their Steam keys for another year. You're never going to be able to avoid that if you're going to get these exclusives at all. So as long as they're continuing with that strategy, I think this is the best way to mitigate the damages caused by it. And I think this is really the best outcome that anybody that was invested in Shenmue 3, whether solely as a Steam type backer or just in Shenmue 3 in general, could have hoped to get. And so I think... Looking at this from afar, Epic Game Store winds up looking like, if not the good guy, at least a kind of neutral party. Yes, they took the game from Steam. Yes, they made it exclusive to Epic Game Store. But at least they said, hey, if you don't like that, here's your money back. You didn't lose anything. We're going to take care of you. And they promised to do that for every future crowdfunded game. Some might read that if they see Epic Game Store and Epic Games in general as an evil force. They might see that when future games go Epic exclusive as a bit of a threat. But for the rest of us who are looking at this from a market perspective and seeing the competition between Steam and Epic's uh, heat up, I think it's really interesting and I think it's a good kind of strategic 
vision for how they should spend this money that they've earned from Fortnite and from the Unreal Engine sales. And that's really the update that I wanted to give today. I think it's been a pretty light time period for video game news and video game announcements in general. So I think it's been a good time for me to be out of the office. But if you didn't hear from the end of the last video that I did on Randy Pitchford and his $12 million magic trick, I am currently out of the office. I'm at meetings in and around the country, and I won't be getting back until really the middle of July. So you can expect kind of a more sporadic virtual legality schedule until then, as you can probably tell since this is my first video in about a week. Other than that, if you like this video, we are doing these kinds of things all the time on this channel. We are talking about Randy Pitchford and his $12 million magic trick. We're talking about Minecraft and the fact that Telltale is gone. And what does that mean for Minecraft story mode sales? The end of litigation between Stardock and, and uh, the star control creators and all this kind of fun stuff on this channel. So if you do like that, please like, please subscribe to the channel. Or if you're listening to this on a podcast, please review it on the podcast service you're listening to it on. And otherwise, I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality.